Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Hey, buddy. What's up? Not too much. Not too much. Not, I not just nothing at all. I know, I just repeated you. We got an echo in here. Um, today, we got a little round table going on. A few things to talk about. We got Riley Bennett. Howdy, howdy. In the house. Trip Hodges in the house. What's going on, guys? Big bad boss man, Spence Halford. Hey. And your host, William Frawley. What's new? Both of y'all. feel like I ain't seen both of y'all in a while in the shop. We're back at the oh, shop. Yeah. That's new. I know. Everybody ate lunch together yesterday, or most every. Yeah. Well. We had a small commute. Four sevenths. <laughs> I uh, ate is lunch that a number? Myself. Four sevenths. You had you had you had people that ate lunch with you. We the, ate on the no, front I porch ate by myself. Yeah, yeah, they came back with I mean, and then sat yeah. there while I sat there. Yeah, <laughs> he was upset. It was a lot was. like you know spring turkeys. The the, the, the flocks are starting to intersperse. That is, that is true. It's, you know, duck season's over. <laughs> Shop life is starting to get back to normal, and and like two things are about to happen. People are going to start eating lunch together, and people are going to start playing golf here pretty soon. <laughs> That's right. Oh God, golf! Somebody Can't hit wait. the driving range yesterday. I did. Did you did. after work? Put I in did. some. I did Got straight to the in? driving range. Yep. Heard uh, that. So, yeah. From Bennett, this is my season. Yeah, this is my summer. I'm, I'm excited. I'm pretty jacked for, for the golf, golf scramble and foxhole and everything else. Yeah. Golf Yesterday track. was my first day sitting on the front porch after work. My mom called me. She's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just sitting here on the front porch at work. She's like, at work? I was like, yeah, got a good sunset going on. Just. Hanging out with Frawley. Yeah, Tripp and I hung out there for about 30 minutes y'all, after. Y'all came left. back up here? No, 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 no. We, oh. just, we didn't leave till 545, Oh, o'clock. y'all just sat up there for a while. Yep. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's Honestly, it's my favorite Sunday afternoon spot. It's quiet. So relaxing. On Highway 64 on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I just sit, I've sat out there a bunch and just watched traffic go by. It's nice. It's nice to slow down a little bit. It is. And, and everything's so slow right now. I mean, we've been back for two days, and we're leaving in the morning at 4 a.m. We hadn't even started loading the trailer, so Gosh. it's just such a relaxed pace around here. <laughs> yeah, Gerkey hit me with the other day. He goes, man, I'm not sure if I caught up on a sleep from Pennsylvania yet. I said, bud, it's not going to happen. No. So yeah. I feel like I haven't caught up on my sleep from opening weekend like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catch up on sleep about June, something like that, maybe. Speaking of catching up on sleep. What about the Turkey Federation we just got back from? Boy, that was awesome. <laughs> I feel like my candle has been burned on both ends. <laughs> yeah. Down to nothingness. <laughs> that was unreal. It was crazy, y'all. I mean, I, I haven't been to many of the NWTS, but that one was unreal. Thursday's traffic was, Insane. it felt like a Saturday. Yeah, it really did. And uh, I actually, I was talking to Josh yesterday morning, and a buddy of his who's, um, high up at NWTF gave him the gate attendance. Have y'all heard this number yet? 
So last year set the record. It was like right around 50,000, 51, 72,000 people this year. That is not vendors. That is people who paid to come through the gate, registered gate attendance, unique people. So do not doubt that for a second. And and Not I at all. I Thursday like I've seen every was crazy. One of them at the booth. I know <laughs> we did. I, I mean, we did. Thursday was crazy. Friday was crazier. And I said at the end of the day on Friday, by like three or four o'clock on Friday afternoon, I was like, "There's absolutely no way that Saturday can be busier." And by gosh, it was. Crazy, I mean, yeah. before lunch on Saturday was insane, and then it just kept on and kept on. And I mean, I'm. I'm, I was all peopled out by Saturday yeah. evening. <laughs> I think at the the number that I heard was by Friday afternoon, about two or three o'clock, is when they met the attendance. I heard last the same year. thing. Yeah, and there I would confidently say twenty thousand people yeah. came. And you know, through. I mean, obviously, do uh, the math. But along along those lines, I will just say for people that are listening who've never been, everybody that I saw and that I interacted with, customer wise was having an absolute blast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't y'all agree? Absolutely. I mean, husbands and wives or, you know, couples that came, some had kids, some didn't, but everybody that's at that show has a good time. Okay. There's so much to see, so much to do, and, like, if, you know, nobody's got giant plans third, second and third weekend in February except for Valentine's Day, but, I mean, it's a – if you're on the fence and you're like, man, I'd really like to go, but I'm afraid of the crowd and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of traffic getting in there, but it is an absolute yeah. blast. The crowd is part of it. Yeah. I think it's part yeah, of the experience. it is. You yeah. know, it's um, unbelievable. It's like the beach on spring break. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people, but it's fun. You well, know? the coolest <laughs> thing to me about NWTF is just who's there. You know, I mean, everybody who you've ever looked up to or thought was cool or whatever wanted to have a chance to talk to you can like they're there and whenever everybody was in line uh getting ready for the fox fest we were sitting there at a mad dash getting our fox pots oh my trying god to get them on the shelf. no kidding i mean i thought we i thought we had finally we got set up in like two hours on thursday so we spent all i mean on wednesday so we spent all day on wednesday just cutting up and goofing off because like we were ready to go and I and I told Derek I thought we had finally outgrown that, like showing up to trade shows without calls tuned, and we had four hundred duck calls all tuned, ready to go, plenty of turkey calls, apparel out the yin yang. We like we had everything together, and then five minutes before the show started <laughs> on Thursday morning, we're trying to so, assemble fox spots. Uh, we were leaving oh, the Airbnb, and Russ called us and goes, "Hey, uh, there's some bins at the Airbnb with the fox spots." <laughs> We're like, what? We go. We had no clue they were there. We get in the garage, and sure enough, all the fox pots yeah. are there. We're like, so the uh, the backstory the the back yeah. the backstory is that we built all these Mister Fox limited edition pots, and Mossy Oak gave us about a I don't know a two week heads up that that this that they were gonna you know wanted to do as many of these calls to match the vest as possible, which is awesome. We're flattered. Yep. So we started from scratch, went to the barn, had a giant bundle of walnut that we bought from just down the road in, uh, in Grand Junction from D&T Sawmill. So Aaron and Spike, I guess, mm-hmm. during that snow break, mm-hmm. and yep. right there at the yep. 1st of February, started playing in lumber, and, and Russ started milling pots, and Tripp and, and uh, Riley and me and Russ and – 
everybody else started sanding and we built these pots. Well, like the day before we were leaving, you know, Aaron was still gluing them up. And of course we had to, we designed a decal and we got all that, like all the little pieces just kind of fell in place. But when we all left on Tuesday afternoon, we still had glue drying on a whole bunch of those pots. Um, and it needs to sit there and cure and all that. So we, at, we started doing the math on where we were going to put them. And typically when we package a turkey call, a pot call, we put four in this box. That's, I don't know. It's a, it's a, you know, maybe 12 by what, five by eight, something like that. And so, I mean, it's, it's not quite the size of a piece of notebook paper. It's a little smaller than that, but you only get four in one of those boxes. Well, we were, we were bringing 400 pot calls, which means you need a hundred of those boxes, which is, which is, I, we started doing the math and that's a full pallet full of them interpacked and master packed. And so then we got to thinking about where we we're going to put it in the booth. And it occurred to all of us kind of at the same time that we didn't have enough space in the trailer or on a truck to bring them packaged. So we started thinking about it and thought, you know, the clamshells, you know, they, they nest, so you can, in one, one medium-sized box, you can get 400 clamshells. And in a plastic tote, you can get 200 pots. And all the, so, like, in the back seat of the truck, if they weren't packaged, you could put all 400 pots. So we intentionally waited to package them until we got to NWTF, but we had so much fun on Tuesday. Yeah, forgot about we, it. <laughs> well, and, and Russ and, and, uh, and Aaron didn't get there, there yeah. until end of the day on Wednesday when we were already set up. So it was like, okay, so Thursday morning, and then Thursday morning it rained, and y'all had trouble getting in with traffic and everything. And so here we are, like cousins, saying the Pledge of Allegiance and praying for the NWTF, and we've got Fox pots all over the floor trying to – Paul's coming I, over the mic. The doors will open in five minutes. We're like, hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going to put these things? We don't have any boxes. We don't. <laughs> I felt like a turd because some of the vendors were coming by our booth like, hey, uh, can I buy this or Trying that? to right buy now? them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, at one point I'm like, listen, guys. Just hand it to them, Lucy. Like, <laughs> there's stuff all over the floor. Like, you can't yeah. even walk around. Pick there. one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not only was that going on with Bonham, in the midst of all of this, we had three or four people come by and like, Hey, do y'all have those Ebonite Brute XLs? Oh my God. <laughs> and so, at the wild. height of clamshells yeah. everywhere, we have a 600 square foot booth. Yeah. And we had Fox Pots and elements corner of Fox Pots from one end to the other. It looked People like a bunch stepping of... over each other. Yep. My kids standing at the cash registers, and I was having an absolute meltdown as people are going full on, like, give me an XL. <laughs> While that was going on, I, it just felt like you could have took everything that everybody's working on and just threw it in a big ceiling yeah. fan, and everything just went everywhere. It looked I mean, like it a bunch of kindergartners during arts and crafts yeah. on the floor. Just, I mean, there was stuff. Everywhere. Well, but being the people coming by to buy the Ebonites were stepping over us and stepping yes. over the pot calls. Yes. Walker goes, you guys got any Ebonites yes. though? Or like, like we're a touch busy. Just and a little bit. We, just yeah. give us a minute. We were five minutes out, and I was still kind of final touching on the call stand. And like, Spencer's <laughs> like, hey, will you let this guy shop? And I look, and there's a guy like had been standing behind me for a while, just eyeballing those Ebonites. And like, he wasn't shopping. He wasn't looking. He said, I need to He came in. He had, and he had been by the booth way. twice. He was buying it for somebody else. He was a vendor. He was there as oh, a, a right. Woodhaven pro staffer. And his buddy from back home had asked him to get one, and he was afraid they were going to sell out. And sure enough, like, I mean, I they guess <laughs> I knew they were going to sell out. Y'all knew they were going to sell right. out. Yeah. 
I had no idea it would be seven minutes. No. How I about mean, that? That was ridiculous. at eleven oh eight. Riles comes up to me and goes, "We're out," and I was like, "We've been out for a minute." I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. "Holy cow!" Yeah, I walked to the bathroom after the after the prayer, and by the time I got back, gone. Yeah, there was fifteen people in line behind the last guy that bought the last exit. Yeah, and I had promised one to a buddy of mine, a, I mean, a really close friend of mine, and I was on the apparel, like on the hoodie side of the booth. And I couldn't get to the cash register to grab one off the table fast enough. Yeah. That's the God's honest truth. And that's seven minutes that they had to fight the crowd stepping of over us, stepping over people to yeah. get back to our booth and to check out. Yeah, like th- th- those are had to go past. Oh, the, it had yeah. to be. They they went past like the Fox Fest line. Like they they went through a lot of people. Like, yeah, they, and. and, and the other highlight of all this to me is in the midst of all this, I don't know if y'all remember, but my buddy Rudy was there. He got he was first in line for the first Fox vest that got sold. Yeah. It's crazy. And he heard about it. Okay. And uh, he heard about it and f- bought a plane ticket from South Carolina, landed about four o'clock on th- uh, Wednesday afternoon, went straight to the Opryland Hotel and got in line. And got the security guard to tell him that he was first in line. And stayed there in line until they closed the exhibit hall down to vendors. They kicked him out. Security kicked him out. He stayed in in the front of the line all night long. That's wild. He texted me at 7.30 on Thursday morning and said, where are you at, Bo? And I was like, I'm on my way there. And he was, when I got there, I said, uh, I said, you all right? You sleep up here? Did you get any sleep? And he was like, nope. He was like, I'm tired. And I was like, well, did you, you know, you didn't like lay down or anything? He was like, hell no, Bo. <laughs> he was like, I stood up right here in front That's of these awesome. doors. Oh. <laughs> he has this deep South Carolina low country accent. It's so great. Awesome. And he was so dazed and confused. <laughs> like He'd been Gosh, awake 38 hours. He got in the truck That's and so or good. in the, yeah, I guess he, he caught a flight, you know, back home or I don't know if he did that or did a one way and drove back. He said he made a comment about having to drive home. And so I have no idea how he got back, but by gosh, he got the first one. What's he doing around Thanksgiving next year? (laughs) Not duck hunting. I mean, (laughs) he's clearly not. Yeah. Was he the one that got the, that requested the number to match his Dixon vest? So, um, he didn't actually request that. Okay. But that's a great story. Yeah. Um, Neil and Daniel were just kind of blown away by the response. And so they stayed there most of the night, Thursday night, and then again most of the night on Friday night. And the first two people in line, they went up to them and asked them if they owned a Dixon vest. And um, and Brett definitely owned one, and, and they knew that. He's a, he's a TFC thread member, and um, they had already talked about it, which makes it even cooler because he already – he knew he was going to get a vest, but he said, by gosh, I'm going to get the first vest. And the primary reason that he really wanted in that first batch, he wasn't trying to be first. It just kind of happened. But the primary reason he wanted to be was because they had told everybody they're selling vests 200 through 400. And so I believe that his Dixon vest is 387. So he knew that his 
Dick's invest number was going to get sold. And his day. goal, if he didn't get there early enough to get to pick his number, he didn't know how that was going to work. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but he thought, he had it in his head, he would stand there and only have to talk to 200 people before he found his number. That's insane. And that, was wow. his, that was his plan. Wow. And, I mean, you got to – I, like y'all slept in enough 4 a.m. boat yeah. race lines to appreciate <laughs> the dedication. That's wild. I mean, That's come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Uh, that is awesome. It it is awesome, and it's. Uh, I'll stop talking because I'm just rattling on. But when you back up and think about it, it's such a cool tribute to not only a brand but to a man who did more for the wild turkey in the state of Mississippi than almost mm-hmm. anybody we've ever met or known. I mean, I mean, he went, you know, he grew, he, Mr. Fox had access to turkeys growing up in South Alabama at Choctaw Bluff. And when his job moved him to West Point, he still was driving back and forth to Choctaw Bluff. And he, and he realized one day, if I'm going to be a family man and raise my family, <laughs> Mr. Fox is going to have to have some turkeys <laughs> yeah. up here yeah, close right. to the house. Yeah. Right. And did something about it. Yeah. I mean, and so as 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 wild as the the line and the sleeping all night, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what Mr. Fox did for those turkeys is is as meaningful or more difficult or more dedicated than yeah, sleeping in line that. to buy a vest in yeah. his honor, you know. Yeah. So and I can, you know, relate to that because, you know, those turkeys that he brought over, you know, across Mississippi, that's where my family's from. So like he did a lot for my family and and people all over Mississippi and all over yep. the South without even knowing your, it. He, you know? he changed your he changed your childhood and your history. Absolutely. I mean, you you got to experience something with your dad and your extended family that had turkeys not been relocated, you wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. And, right. and not only that, think about the culture of turkey hunting in Mississippi. Oh, it's like, strong. Yeah. Well, and, and think about the ripple effect be. that that had in, I mean, that, that was the beginning of the ripple that started the Mossy Oak brand. And just look at how Mossy Oaks as a brand, look at how their fingerprints are all over your life and your life and your life and my life. I mean, it's kind of like we said about those pots. These are not 75 years in the making, but there's 75 years or more influence that yeah, go absolutely. into these pots. I mean, we're all, you know, like Toxie says, standing on the shoulders of giants yep. and, um, that's dang sure one of those giants. So it's pretty Absolutely. cool that we got and to make the pot the pot call for. I mean, it was oh yeah, that was awesome. That's a privilege. Pretty sure. high honor. You're yeah. right. It felt like such a you know just a small ask early on, but during the during NWTF and as people were coming up and buying, not one but two or three <laughs> or four, we were just like, oh. Well, not only that, but people that didn't even have the vest, right, were getting them. Mm-hmm. And there's people that still don't have the vest that are that are getting them. And so you know, it's just kind of mm-hmm. people get, bought we, them that didn't get there in time to get either night. Right. And that are planning to come to West Point. Yeah. <laughs> to get next one there, yeah. yeah. And people, I think people, I mean, a bunch of people bought them that probably won't ever get one of the numbered vests or won't ever have right. a vest. I yeah. mean, just because they wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, it's definitely an honor and privilege to, you know, that we were able to put our hands on it. And when y'all first started working on them, I was in Pennsylvania and Spence was sending pictures and I was like, please save a few. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to be a part of this. I want to yeah. touch this so bad. He's like, no worries. We definitely need help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There'll be, There'll be plenty, plenty of glue when you get back. Yeah. That's actually where Aaron is right now is trying yep. to fetch more glue. We've mm-hmm. bought Amazon out of glue and we've oh, Lord. <laughs> we had a, all the we local hardware stores while you were in Pennsylvania in here. Yeah. Blaring music. These awesome. guys were wild. It was fun. It was a good time. But man, that Fox vest, 
you know, coming out at NWTF, I mean, I really think that's why there was such a high demand and how many folks were there, and that really mm-hmm. elevated NWTF this yeah, year yeah, to yeah, make it, it what it was. Yeah. Th- that I worried Saturday going in. I was like, man, they're not selling the Fox Fest today. And, like, me and Drake were walking in and was like, see a bunch of people. Drake, you know, negative. Instantly, <laughs> see a bunch of people walking out. And I'm just like, man. And I, I think back on it now, I don't know why I thought Saturday was going to be less of a crowd yeah, no. than and it was gosh, big, but so Saturday much bigger. I just kept, after Thursday and after Friday, I'm like, I can't imagine how how busy it's going to be on Saturday. Um, I, Have y'all heard the rumor that we're launching the motorcycle grip BSODs oh. at next NWTF? <laughs> so it's just... Yeah. This, I didn't know if you were going to do it. Is this, but this here we are. It's just a joke. It's not, we're just kidding. <laughs> we're just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we got big That's shoes to fill. That's the closest that we can do. We got big shoes to fill next to the closest yeah. we can do to creating the Fox right. Fest pandemonium. Yeah, we got we to gotta break 70,000. All right, so. we've got a line of 14 <laughs> people here. I think Gus Law is streaming on Instagram. I think Gus Law just booked his plane ticket from yeah. California to Nashville. Yeah, there was a few plane tickets just booked. Tell you what Spitz uh, said. Oh, yeah. you just All broke, right, you so just broke so many to, hearts. Just back, to ser- <laughs> back to serious conversation. <laughs> uh, be there early. Let's go, let's go around the table. And uh, somebody just texted me and said they're in line. <laughs> <laughs> let's go around the table and talk about what were your two favorite products that you saw, or you know, items. You know what I mean? Clothing, items, whatever. Um, um, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Obviously, the Ebonite XL. Like, you know, <laughs> that was God, that was overwhelming. That was so cool. Um, and one that y'all wouldn't expect, the Janus. Like, yeah. me picking the Ooh. Janus. Like, I'm not a turkey guy, but yeah. I've been blowing a Janus. I yeah. really like that thing. That thing's mean. And then, like, mm-hmm. we're just, you know, pretty much, like, here's our new call. And people the first day would buy it just because it was our new call. Well, they would I would see the same faces yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah. the Janus!" Yeah. You know, and I had a guy text me had a really guy text is. me yesterday and said, "Man, the Janus is unbelievable." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's awesome. So Ebonite XO and Janus. Okay, for me. that that's a great answer. Before the, you two answer, and before I answer, I just want to clarify and say I was really talking about other brands <laughs> oh, <laughs> like the whole show. Wow, <laughs> I thought you were too. Well, I was like, oh, I gotta think of another. I, know, answer. I was like, I was like, man, old Riles just drank yeah. the Kool Aid over here. <laughs> Of everything uh, you saw in Indonesia, one of the two Riley coolest never products. Left the booth. He was Riley's like, like the Ebonite the XL and the Janus. Like, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Give this guy a raise. <laughs> they were hot. They were hot. That's awesome. I was just thinking about, you know, the Companions few minutes that you got to walk stuff. around. Oh, like, well, well, if I went anywhere, it was obviously like Mossy Oak or Companions. Or something. I yeah. spent a lot of money at Companions. They <laughs> they yeah. did a phenomenal job. That was that was that awesome. Was awesome. Um, Is there a particular... Companions item that you liked, uh, probably especially more or that Henley long sleeve is you know just that casual. I, I love it. Um, or or the button up with the turkey that they done with the turkey sewn on the on the shoulder. That one's a really really awesome piece. Really all of them though, top to bottom. I mean the barn coat jacket. Yeah, I'm a big going. fan of the pants. Really? Ooh, oh, he's yeah. wearing the pants right I, now. I've worn them oh, so many I've times. I've got them yes. in my cart They're online, so comfortable. and I have not gone They're through. They're so comfortable. Tripp yes. and I were standing in line, and I just had the, one of the button-downs in this hat, and I saw them pants. I picked it up. I was like, mm-hmm. Yep, these are coming home with me. Very cool. They're so comfortable. Right on. Yep. All right, what what were your two favorite products at the show? Um, I'll jump on Riley's bandwagon. One of them was the Half Moons. 
I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised that they sold as well as they did. And they, I mean, they did. They sold out. Yeah, yeah. And between that and doing dealer orders, every single dealer order's got the half moons yeah. on them. And I wasn't too sure about them when mm-hmm. I first seen them because obviously they've never been done before. Right. But I like them. Yeah. That was I a really fun do conversation like to have with people in the booth. They were like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, yep, because it's never no existed before. It's so <laughs> this cool. is unique and new. <laughs> it is cool. There you go. Buy both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. Um, another product was the grounded vest. They came out with one in Greenleaf. I'm a big fan of the huh. grounded vest. Really? Um, I, I'll be honest. I, not, I don't know much. I'm familiar with that brand, but I don't know much about that vest or the guys behind that brand. Tell us about it. Um, so... One of the owners, or I guess the owner, was a part of Foot on the Head calls and then jumped over and started grounded, and his dad is a veterinarian out of Huntsville, um, the Ables. And Greg was – I met Greg at NWTF last year and just kind of stayed in touch with him. And he was in Nashville one time when I was working at Tetra and brought one of the vests by, and I – wore it i didn't wear it hunting but i wore it and it's it's a big vest mm-hmm. it can carry a lot of stuff it's got a lot of really big pockets but it still carries it does not feel like a big hmm. vest um and they had a lot of traffic at their booth i talked to him in birmingham when i huh. came down and saw y'all um and they just came out with one in greenleaf i got mad at greg because i told him that he needed to text me if they were going to come out with greenleaf and he didn't and i bought that <laughs> other mossy oak one back in December or whatever it was off of eBay, and I looked at that, and I was like, how many turkey vests does one person need, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> but I didn't. That's I didn't. not an appropriate question for a man to be asking because he might have to honestly answer that if his wife asked him. I mean, it's better to not know. That's that's another reason why I didn't buy it. I was like, Mary-Kate would kill me if I came home with another turkey vest. But My dad told me one time, he was like, it's real important that you don't know how much duck hunting costs. I was like, why? And he was like... <laughs> Because if you get in a fight with your wife and she's like, how much did you spend on duck hunting? Yeah. You need to be a plausible deniability. Yeah. You need to be able to say, I don't know. Not sure. My dad, my but dad told me. if you know me, to the penny and then you lie about it, that's lying. My dad told me. I know he didn't Pro come tip. up with this, but my dad told me when I was a kid, he was like, my biggest fear is that if I die, your mom's going to sell all my hunting and fishing stuff for what I told her I paid for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a really really nice vest the cushion on it is real thick real comfortable it's got a very very strong magnet to hold it in there too you'll like this it's got not one not two but three cup holders big enough to hold a coffee thermos oh why would i like this i mean i don't need a cup holder i have one in my left (laughs) hand and one in my right hand well you got to carry a gun that's what a shoulder strap yeah, okay. for. You're right. I thought he was um, going to strut for a second and say, well, I need extra coffee. I, I get it done, you know, within an hour. I'm back <laughs> in the house. But he didn't, so. He I would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> not um, inv- I'm not Superman. not invincible. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I carry two thermoses. <laughs> got to be prepared. <laughs> I think my other one is not a product, but Mary-Kate came to the show on Saturday afternoon, and we went walking around. And we were walking down the big main aisle. And I wasn't really paying attention to what was around us, but she grabbed my arm like a vice and goes, is that the guy from the TK and Mike videos? And I look, Eddie Salter standing there. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my gosh, we have to take a picture. And she was wearing a TK and Mike shirt. She's like, we have to take a picture That's with awesome. him. And so I think seeing her freak out about that was really, really yeah, cool. It's cool. 
but super cool. Triple right. your turn. Man, I, I like all that. I mean, two, let's let's don't do any more moments. We'll do that next. Okay. So two products. Definitely number one is the companions. I mean, I think I tried all of it on and bought did. way <laughs> too much of it. But it it's one. It's super cool, right? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. brought companions back. That's yeah. awesome. But the second thing is the quality of it. It's super comfortable. It fits great. And the third thing is it's priced like unreal. Like it's yeah. it's yeah. anybody yeah. can get their hands mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. You know? So I really like that. And then um, my next thing would be um, something that Mo Marsh has got going on. Bo Brooks came and grabbed me. He was like, "Man, I got to show you something." I'm like, "What's up?" And I'd been hearing about it, but I don't know if it was going to be confirmed. And sure enough, we got over there and um, they got. Mo Marsh in Bottomland and Dog Vest in Bottomland now. So. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Gun cases. And, yeah. Stoked awesome. about that because, I mean, I, I do love their products, <clears throat> but it's always in some kind of weird-looking camouflage pattern, <laughs> kind of robotic. So I never could use it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> um, I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah. So two products, and I'm – since I'm in charge, I'm going to do three products. Um, <laughs> product number one that I was super impressed with was I held the Benelli M2 20-gauge for the first time. And I know there was some scuttle online about the how the forearm on it has changed and it's like kind of – it's got some grip and the some rib grooves, to it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, let me tell you what. That son of a gun fits like a glove. Holy smokes, that's a fine shooting and feeling and shoulder and gun. Like, I cannot wait to get one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why, but I've always really liked the M2, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what all exactly they were doing to it because it's just kind of hush-hush, and, like, the, you haven't been able to order an M2, you know, for almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, every everybody that would ask for one, I mean, we just have to say, I, you know – that the SB3 is kind of where they're going with everything. Well, and that was sort of what they kind of led us all to believe from a marketing and and uh, dealer standpoint. And then they launched this new M2, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I would say if you're a turkey hunter and you like to shoot a red dot, which I don't, but if you're a red dot guy, you need an M2 because the receiver is a solid piece as opposed to the SB3, which the receiver is two pieces. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the, the two-piece receiver, that top piece, while it's secure and not going to move, it's a lot thinner than the one piece um, on the M2. And so, you you know, you can tap that piece, that, that, that floating piece on the SB3 for a, a red dot, but you'd be better off to tap um, an M2 yep. for a, for a turkey setup. But um, so <clears throat> that was, that's my first, as I would say, I'm not saying that's the one I was the most impressive of the whole show. That's just one of my three items. Would yep. be the Benelli M2. In no apparent order. And I, yeah, I said it in that order because y'all already stole my other ones, but <laughs> uh, uh, I would say, you know, number two and number three and they're neck and neck one, the Fox vest, um, and you're like you said, Trip. It is cool, but I'm just going to tell y'all that's about the finest, most well designed, most functional turkey hunting vest I've ever seen, ever put my hands on. I'm talking about metal buckles where the shoulder straps connect, and and to it's the, definitely to the, the most well built one for yes, sure. No doubt. I mean, and I do. I'm a sucker for a 
good seat. I mean, it drives me nuts. All these, you know, the cheap vests in the past that have been on the market that, I mean, it's got a little thin piece of, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's like a pillowcase, exactly. And it's like a courtesy. It's like, oh, here's something cute for you to sit on. Like, yeah. That's, that's not actually for sitting on. That's a showpiece. That, the vest is supposed to have yeah, something to sit on. Yeah. So here, it's, here's it's, some fabric. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like fake chrome versus chrome. It's like, yep. that's not actually chrome. That's just plastic. It's got a slick <laughs> metallic finish over it. Um, but I've always loved that about the Dixon. And prior to owning a Dixon, I always wore just the old Mossy Oak Elite vest and I carried a, um, one of those boat cushion flotation yep. devices in the back of my vest. Yep. I mean, so I carried two cushions around for eons, mm-hmm. and um, and I love. I've always loved that about the Dixon vest. It's got a significant seat that is built for somebody who's slightly overweight like me to sit on the ground and it not hurt their butt for a good solid hour. Because if you're not sitting sometimes during turkey season enough for your butt to go numb, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, like right. turkey hunt's yeah. about patience. And I love to run and gun. I like for it to be fast and action-packed to them to steamroll you. But if you don't slow down every now and then and just sit and enjoy the woods and wait on one to get fired up, like you, you really probably about the wrong things. Yeah. So I love the Fox vest. I love the thoughtful design in it. I like the premium elements um, that they put into it. It is not just um, – you know, an overseas built cheap piece of crap. Like right. it's, it is a really high quality. It's not just a showpiece. I mean, you need to hunt that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing too. It's like, man, you know, you buy one and it's like, maybe I should buy two. Cause I want, I want to look at but the other one. Like, and you're a, not going to get to buy two. No. They're not letting exactly. anybody do that. That's so. the thing. It's like, it's a jam up vest. I mean, it's, yeah, you want it to be a showpiece for the history. You want one to stay pretty but, to put in your man cave, but you're also like, right. man, I want to take this in the woods. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just telling you, that thing's durable. It's built well. There's not corners cut. I mean, yeah. honestly, it reminds me of the Shin Gear Waders. Like, yeah. it's premium. You yeah. know, it's well thought out. All right, so that's if that's if that's my second product. My third product is, like you guys said, the Companions line. Um, and... Um, I would just say in a similar fashion to the quality of the construction of the vest, um, the Companions line is a premium level that I didn't expect, to Mm -hmm. be honest. It surprised me. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I doubted Mossy Oak at all, but I didn't, um, you know, like, I, I don't know the exact weight of the material, but if... If a if a regular hoodie is eight ounces, fab, an eight ounce fabric, when you hold a ten ounce fabric, you're like, huh, that's a little more substantial. Yeah. And then when you hold a twelve ounce fabric, you're like, holy cow, that's a parka. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like the difference between eight, ten, and twelve. So and 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 it's not just weight, but I but you can feel that in the construction, you know, the quality of it. And so, like when you pick up one of the companions hoodies. It doesn't feel like it should be on a plastic hanger. It feels right. like it should be on a solid wood hanger. Yeah, right. It is yeah. a substantial mm-hmm. garment. Yeah. And the pants were that way. I felt them. I didn't get to try them on, but they're like the stitching is tight. Yeah. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. Like oh, it, yeah. That, Quality. Yeah. It's kind of like when you walk in Tractor Supply and you pick up a Carhartt pair of britches versus their Blue Ridge Mountain 1499 pair like you can tell this Carhartt pair is going to last your whole life and probably if it gets a hole in it it's because you cut it with a razor knife not because you just you know wore it through but the 
you know, and, and so and all of the all of the companions items, the barn coat. I love the barn coat, by the way. Gosh. Yeah, barn coat that was, was the last incredible. thing I got. That was. <laughs> The only reason I got it was just because I couldn't like not have it. Yeah. I'd already spent way too much money. at it for two days. Drake <laughs> drug me back over there. Drake was like, "I gotta get Lauren a hoodie." So it's so okay. I'll go with I, you. It's and so fine. Walked away with <laughs> the barn coat. Is coat. Unparalleled. Um, but the button ups are that way, and those chamois button ups, dude. That is that is a part of my childhood. <laughs> I know that y'all. <laughs> I thought you were laughing at me. I thought you were, too. I was like, you little twerp. I was about to just come top rope. I was like, man, right about the time, my childhood. <laughs> no, the bronchitis still, flowing through yeah, the shop. I was just going through the shop and trying to hold in a cough for an hour. Everybody's still, Everybody's still hanging on to the trade show funk. Um, I'm the only one here who's not got the trade show funk. I must be immune to <laughs> Yeah, but Saturday morning, we was like, Oh Lord! Thought we weren't. Oh yeah, that's another story. Oh. Thought I was dead. Um, There's one item that yeah, we the, forgot. The trade show bug was oh, the least of your worries. I, I was still, I was still <laughs> going on about how great the barn. Yeah, that's was. what he was trying to do. He was trying to get you to stop talking so he could talk. <laughs> but the <laughs> chamois shirts, y'all. Like when I was a kid, and the internet didn't exist. On the back of the Cabela's magazine were these chamois heavyweight, like felt feeling shirts, and they had this. They had two grids. One was little squares of the colors, and then the other were like, like a dog or a turkey or a or a, a mallard duck or a elk head or a whitetail. Like I thought that was the coolest thing going, and I had a couple of those. I had one that was like a cranberry color with a black lab on it. Like I mean, these were Christmas presents that I died for, yeah. you know, in middle school kind yeah. of thing, and. Um, I just thought that was so cool, like yeah. that, like the that forest green or hunter green color with the not strutting gobbler. I'm just oh. a sucker for a gobbler that's standing there, you know, upright. Fixing I just think that's shot. so fine. Yep. Ben <laughs> and, got uh, one too. I wanted one so bad. Yeah, that I got one of those. Um, Rob told me he was like, "Man, you should probably uh, yeah probably go to that rack over there and get one of the ones with the turkeys on it." There, yeah. just oh, doors opened at eleven, and by noon you had one on, and you I, were wearing it. I didn't, I didn't get one of those at the show, <laughs> but I unwrapped one Friday for my birthday. From, nice. or not Friday, Monday night. Uh, awesome. There you go. So that was that was my birthday present from from the fam. So, uh, yeah. So lots of love from me to the Benelli crew and the Mossy Oak crew. Um, Man, they they both of them knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So no doubt. You talked about the uh, fox vest kind of being like Shin. That I kind of doinked my my Me off the too. rip. That's I was talking I was about, the, we forgot about. Uh, the Janus and the Ebonite. But man, I the one booth that I did go to a lot other than ours was Shin, just because you know buddies of ours and stuff. And their tree stand it <laughs> looks awesome. They knocked it out of the park. That the was, tree stand yes. waiters look great. That the I'm gonna get the name of it wrong, but the Prima Loft, the new jacket, the Prima Loft jacket that we've all been wearing. Yes. That's like, it feels like something that NASA would invent. Yeah. Because it's like warmer than the over and under and more breathable and it blocks the wind. Yeah. Like, I don't know it how they the did that. Piece but of it's nice. yeah. I feel like you're wearing a 60 series, but it'd be warm. Yeah. 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 And Jeff all was talking stuff. about like, it's one of those, like, you walk into camp and don't really realize you have it on. And yep. I said that all year. Like, yep. you can wear this thing in 50 or 30 or yep. yeah. colder. Like, I was wearing it whenever me and Drake were hunting the last yep. week of season. And the and other and the other digits. two products that haven't gotten any love kind of in the – just because it's not that seasonality. But, dude, they're 
uninsulated shell weight bibs. Oh yeah. God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Those are going to be unbelievable. Yeah. About September, <laughs> yeah. that's all you seen on Facebook was everybody was just dying here about the bibs, here yeah. about the bibs. Yeah. Um and then the other one is uh the hoodie. Um yeah, that, that is fully waterproof and yeah. um can't remember what he called Sherpa fleece quarter yeah, zip. Yeah, is it is it Sherpa? Like. It's it's just it's so well designed. I wore that a bunch this year. It's tight, like not not tight like muscle shirt kind of tight fitting, but it's just it fits like the waders. Like you just well, don't have athletic, a whole bunch that of athletic yeah. fit. Yeah, they have yeah. On everything. But yeah. It, but not so athletic that a guy built right. like me. Yeah. It's not, not like the old Under Armour stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's not form fitting, you know, but right. it's it's just it's I'm telling you, I felt the exact same way as I did the first time I wore the waders. It's like, huh, I've been carrying around extra material yeah. in all yeah. my waders mm-hmm. before. I don't feel like these are skinny jeans. It's just like I feel like they fit for the yeah. first time. And that's the way that hoodie fits is it just fits and it um it was windproof and it was waterproof and um I, I found myself hunting in that hoodie, getting back to the truck, taking it off, putting on the the Primaloft jacket, oh, just because that Primaloft jacket is just begging for a nap in it. Yeah. You know? Oh, I <laughs> fell asleep so in it a lot. I fell asleep, woke up sweating just in the Primaloft and the waiter pants all the time. It's crazy how they just continue to just bring out hammers. I mean, yeah. everything they come out with seems like, it's like, man, I got to have that. Yeah. You know? they, and Proud of those guys, really, yeah. all of them. Um, and they were a blast to hang out with, and um, yeah, it in in the grand scheme of things, when you look back at the 50th anniversary of the NWTF, I mean, barn burner. Yeah, yeah. not only was it a giant crowd, but there were some there were some behemoth brands dropping some freaking incredible yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, from top to bottom, so. it's going to be tough to top next year. Yeah, hell, it's going to be tough to meet that level next year from everybody oh you know there'll be seventy two thousand people that line up for the motorcycle until we do something <laughs> no it's man no, trade show kidding. season is, is back <laughs> <laughs> but i i love getting to go to trade shows i mean yes you come back wore out and before you go it's stressful getting everything together but man getting to see everybody that you haven't seen since you know before duck season was in, and guys, you had no clue we were even we're going to be showing up. They show up, like, and folks you haven't seen since the last NWTF. That's right. You know, yeah. old trade show trip. He was definitely Thriving. in rare form, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't that stressful. You talk about stressful before we leave. We were we loaded up and got on the road. It was pretty low stress relative to prior. You're right. You're trade right. shows. I mean, well, it was very very well executed. That was awesome. Yeah, the I mean. Between the loading the trailer, yeah. getting there, dropping everything, everybody let's don't building forget, it Wednesday. I mean, let, let's don't let's don't tear just down blow by. The, you know, I mean, we're we're making progress here. We, okay, yeah. listen, I mean, the arc felt the like trailer. an afterthought. You know, and it's usually <laughs> the, what? Like, the arc felt like oh, an afterthought. Yeah. like it's typically like the yeah. main ordeal that we have yeah. to fight with. But that was man, we opened the trailer and uh, nothing was toppled over, nothing was broken. Like, that's a Strapped big to the walls. deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. All the pallets already had pallet jacks on it. You just had to lift it and take it out. <laughs> um, all right, so before we move off of NWTF, we've done products. Give me your favorite moment or thing that happened or just, you know, it could be, you know, you and Mary-Kate and Mary-Kate going, put her there, 
already. <laughs> Hopefully that's what you made Mary Kate do after. Oh, she I didn't make her. It. Oh, as soon as she got to the front of the line, she go, "Give me five, Eddie." I was like, oh. she's like, "That is my feel. I'm that's marrying that woman. Yeah. I love that woman. Yeah, she's a keeper." <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I didn't have to tell her. She knew exactly what to do. Um, all right, anybody? Man, I'm on to think on it for a second because it was all just. If y'all are, if y'all are still thinking, I know exactly where mine ahead. is, and I'll, I'll go. Okay. Uh, I was hoping to be last, but it's okay. I'll, I'll go first. This Bible says first shall be last, and last. Uh, um, man, the coolest moment for me, there were tons and tons of them, but the coolest moment for me at NWTF, I think this year was, um, we, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this and not come across arrogant because I really don't mean this arrogantly, but this was the, this was the ninth booth that we've set up. Okay. That this company has set up 2014 was the first, um, and every year you get invited to a party from other brands, you know, and it's yeah. almost every night there's something, you know, Yeti does something one night and this year Mossy Oak and Onyx and Yeti did a, um, a deal at the, um, at the music room. And, you know, there, there's like, there's just evening time events. Right. Yeah. And I've always thought to myself, I wanted to do something like that. Like I, I want to host something like that. And there's kind of been a, two-edged sword one is like do we really need to spend the money on that because it's not like we got extra money just coming out of our ears but then the other side of it is sort of like man you know are people going to come to that or you know and it is outrageous to rent a bar and uh you know especially like on broadway all this well anyways it all fell into place and we rented the scoreboard across the street from the opryland hotel we had 80 wristbands and basically the, the 80 wristbands was just for a bar bill, right? Just for the tab. And um, um, once we reached a certain dollar amount, you know, they were going to cut the, the tab off regardless of how many wristbands. Well, I handed those wristbands to old business development director over there. <laughs> they were evaporated like the dew on a hot day. I think 30 seconds after you gave them so, to me, I was like, hey, I need more. <laughs> so we sent somebody over to the bar to get I went another batch. Yeah, I you went and got, got 80 more. Yeah, so we handed out 160 wristbands. By the time it was all done, and what I'm building up here is to, there were a couple hundred people that showed up to the Rolling Thunder party. And it was, we didn't have any signage. We didn't have any banners. It was just awesome people, our friends. But there were, a, the, the moment that, I, there's two moments in that that I'm building up to here that I thought was super cool. There were a bunch of people at that party that I had never met before, didn't know their name, and um, didn't have wristbands. Didn't have wristbands. <laughs> but what? But what? It, the reason that I'm saying I'm drawing attention to this and saying it's cool is because it it validated to me that our brand has grown bigger than any one of us individually, me or y'all. Because what it said that these people that were there drinking. My beer, our beer, you know, <laughs> which is fine. But th what it said to me is that somebody that they know knows somebody that was connected to one of us, and they felt comfortable enough about our brand to invite that person and not feel like they had to ask. And so it just kind of like it, it really – one of the things that's always mattered to me is that we're inclusive, not exclusive, you know, mm -hmm. as a brand, that we're welcoming. And I felt that in our booth. 
the entire time. I felt like that was where people wanted to hang out. That was the comments that we got was like, man, y'all's booth was the coolest spot to hang out. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, we weren't trying to make a hangout. Like we were trying to get you to spend your money. You know? <laughs> we were trying to pay our bills, you know? Um, but, but it, but it, it really illustrated that to me when there's people at this party that I'd never seen before these, it was not like, it was not like my little group of friends. It yeah. was like people from all walks of life. Some, some who were industry employees and some who were just people that knew somebody that duck hunted with you or the, you yeah. or, you know, so like that, Felt so awesome. All right, so then part B of that, because this is a 1A, 1B. Um, the Fox vest, the number five vest sold for $31,000. Insane, yeah. y'all. Which is just ignorant, insane. Um, but I thought it was super cool that Daniel and Austin Stapleton and Jared Larson from Onyx and Michael Hunter and – a whole pile of, you know, the inner circle of Mossy Oak came to our party afterwards. And somehow our party turned into a celebration yep. of the Fox Fest. Yep. And it was like, I had this momentary thought. I was like, are we celebrating the Fox Fest? Or is this like a Mossy Oak? <laughs> we're, I mean, a Rolling Thunder, we're celebrating the end of tip. And I was like, it don't matter. <laughs> like, we're just we're celebrating. Just celebrating. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so... Like, I, you know, on so many levels, that was very satisfying to see people interact with our brand that didn't know any one of us particular, you know, wasn't family, wasn't, you know, these are just legit customers who feel like our brand is accessible to them. And it is um, because that's what we've been going for. And that's, that's awesome. That felt like a real stamp of approval. And then, you know, to, have Daniel and his wife and Austin and, you know, and down the list celebrating the Fox vest with us and celebrating us at the same time, man, that was kind of, it was, yeah. it was almost like Santa Claus came to, you know, Christmas day <laughs> yeah. dinner. Yeah, that's right. that was cool. <laughs> man, my favorite part about the whole show is just like at the end of each day, you know, around three thirty, four o'clock, it just seems like our booth just gets bigger and, it's all our friends and, and again, the same thing you're saying at our party and it's not, it's everybody's friends. And even guys we just met that day, you know, or just friends of the brand, like our booth just seems like the spot where everybody comes and hangs out and wraps yeah. up the day or talks about duck season or talks about turkey season. And, uh, I don't know. It just seemed like I had a moment each, each all three days that I just look at that. And it's like some of these guys that are standing at our booth, talking to me, talking to us, you know, it's like, these are guys I've looked up to for a long time, like in high school, yeah. watching Daybreak, you yeah. know, and yeah. like, well, not only that, but you can, Kelly we Powers, can all put I mean, ourselves hung out for an hour. I mean, yeah. it was, it was not just customers or people like you're talking about. I mean, it was, it was, we've got some awesome industry yeah. friends. Yeah. It's yeah. so Crazy. fun. That, well, and it was folks that we, the three of us can relate to. And the fact that we were them, not too long ago. Yeah. You know, we were the people that were going to people's booths to hang out because we didn't work in the industry, but we just wanted to hang out with folks, you know. Shoot. I, that's me too, y'all. Okay, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> I, the first three NWTFs I went to, I, I was just, you know, piddling with those motorcycle grips in my garage and dreaming that one day I might be able to rent a 10 by 10 booth. So, um, I mean, we're, we're all in that booth, yeah. that boat, man. We put our pants on the same way, and yeah. I mean, we're all just – 
uh, an older version of the kid that looked up to somebody. Yeah. And uh, so, it. anyways. But I just think it's so special to, again, just that people feel like they they can be comfortable around us mm, and be yeah. a part of our brand. And that's, you know, that's why we built this building. You right. Know, so people could come hang out. Like, right. Yeah. That's that, exactly right. I hope that never changes. Me you know, too. I hope we meet Absolutely. somebody new every trade show and somebody just comes walking through the doors at the shop. It's new. You know, it's just, it's man, it's, it's fun. Yeah. That's a mark of a, I hope I can get away with saying this since, you know, I'm the owner of this business, but that's a mark <laughs> of a, of a monster brand when customers feel like they own the brand as much as the actual owner. Yeah. And, and I saw people for the first time in my 13 years acting that way. Like, you know, there's the rolling thunder booth. That's my, yeah. that's my jail. That's yeah, my brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they bought in and, yeah. um, yeah, I'm with you. That's special. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool. Just, a few different scenarios throughout the whole trip and show that I kind of pieced together was just a lot of different people that I know personally don't own a call of any sort turkey duck just because whether they know me that I'm working there or we had the fox pot calls or you know the XLs the buzz about the XL everybody hearing about the XL mm-hmm. like they came over there to check it out and walked away with something mm-hmm. or you know one or two things like. Or, you know, would give us really good feedback and tell us, you know, that they're proud of us and keep doing our thing because mm-hmm. they couldn't necessarily buy one of our calls because maybe they own another company. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were in our <laughs> booth blowing one of our calls telling us, you know, that's, that's good really, job. Yeah, yeah good yeah. job, you know. And that, that to me was really cool, uh, just seeing that and seeing the following, you know, and this, the growth. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Amazing. how I mean, last year felt big, but this year, I mean, it – it genuinely, I know we're just beating a dead horse here, but it, <laughs> I felt like we were a premier brand while we were there, and I didn't feel like the the you know the little garage yeah. the garage band that yeah. I've often felt like like we set up quick, we tore down quick. I felt like, huh, this is <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, no. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've, I mean, our extra. booth was so busy, we're going to need new floor mats for th- yeah, the next yeah. show. Yeah. We I mean, wore the get, floor out. I mean, they were perfectly fine on Wednesday, and come yeah. Sunday, we're standing there looking at them like, we're going to need some floor, new floor mats. Every piece of floor tile is wrinkled up. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> oh, so excited for next year. I said that Monday once we got back yeah. in the meeting. I'm That's ready an for awesome next show. Year. It really is. Well, with the ending of NWTF, there's something to look forward to. It's not far away. You've already experienced. I was fixing a bit. to say the three of us are looking forward to it. Somebody over there has already yeah. looked at it. I've seen the live one. I've seen the dead one. <laughs> I've seen uh, a boy one. I've seen a girl one. I've you've seen, seen one, one missing with a, a fan. Tent. I've seen one without a fan. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm pumped up for turkey season. I'm I'm ready to get back yeah. to the home state. And I actually Ooh. found out I was already planning on going back to Florida and uh, taking Bennett and Drake to the farm and trying to knock their first ones out. Bennett got to see it last year, and it's pretty much a zoo. So it is a zoo. Couldn't think of a better place to take them. I'm excited about that, but I found out yesterday I, I called an invite to go chase one of them uh, strange-looking turkeys with the with the black wings and black tips and one of them Osceola turkeys. Mm, real I've ones, heard of huh? them. So uh, I may be going a little bit early, and uh, I'm jacked up about that too. So Good for you. 
Does that mean you won't be at Paducah Shooter Supply with me on uh, March probably, 18th? Probably, probably not. Probably. Oh, old Dad's got that in-store promotion. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll take care of it. <laughs> well, we can let trip this trip dream about shooting a black winged turkey. Tell us about your trip that actually shot a black winged turkey. Pretty cool, man. Um, we we got drawn for a pretty highly coveted management area and southern half of florida and um took the boys i guess we shoot we got back from in we drove home from nwtf on sunday got home about three o'clock i went to bed about three forty-five. <laughs> um <laughs> slept until about 5 a.m the next morning we unloaded the trailer worked monday afternoon worked tuesday morning and left with girk about 8 o'clock, 7.30, Tuesday night, drove to Keelan's house, got up Wednesday morning, drove 13 hours from Keelan's house through Disney traffic and every, mm. I mean, I I love the beaches in Florida. I hate the pavement in Florida. There's not one place that has a road in Florida that I'm like, oh, that's a nice road. <laughs> <laughs> God. It's worse than Arkansas. God, now trips oh, get that's mad. a big, that's a big ticket. I'm is not it talking really? about potholes, traffic. Oh, okay. okay. I'm uh, like, time out. I we thought you were talking about quality. Asphalt. I was like, Arkansas. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> y'all have premier asphalt in Florida because nobody goes 40 miles an hour. <laughs> it's standstill traffic everywhere. I could have walked or rode a horse from Keelan's house faster than we drove down there in a three-quarter ton pickup truck. It was horrible. <laughs> it's that way when you go to the beach. It's like, y'all want to go to dinner? Yep, we need to leave here at one thirty. Like, gracious me. Uh, uh, he's not wrong. No, he's, <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Greece. the quality of the road. I was like, dude, Arkansas is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Quality Arkansas. Of uh, I hate them. I mean, it's, it's different reasons, but um, no, we, we drove down, and so we scouted Thursday, scouted Friday, and um, – and the scouting was cool. We were in turkeys the entire time. Friday morning, it was real foggy. Walked in with a thermos of coffee, take a long <laughs> walk, and um, nothing gobbled on the roost. And we decided to split up and go separate ways. So Keelan and Weston went one direction, and me and Girk and Trip went another direction. And we didn't get 50 yards and um, stopped and kind of were hanging out and was just going to, like, let things settle down. And a bird gobbled like 120 yards i mean just one of those that just paralyzes and you're like oh gosh he's yeah. right there and i'm in there i'm in blue jeans and a t-shirt like we're not we're not wearing hunt clothes <laughs> i'm a walking on a road you know like i'm reflex like i gotta yeah. sit down <laughs> um and i i mean i literally i did left and right and i was like guys we gotta hide in a hurry you know and i'm with girk who has, <laughs> a Girk's white got, ball cap on yeah yeah and you know a white or light tan goose gossip hoodie <laughs> and this and a pair of you know khakis or something you know like like anything even remotely dark colored on this boy looks like a casually and, uh, fit game warden <laughs> <laughs> i did not know where you were going with that coming anyways Dundee. It, it, it it was very foggy and right. so this bird had just not gobbled on the roost and he had just happened to be coming through where we were. I'm talking about full tilt steamroller. <laughs> so he's close enough when he gobbles that I'm like, guys, we have to hide right now. And I go to, I put my binoculars up and I look down the road and it was just foggy enough that like with the binoculars, you could see 120 yards maybe, but without the binoculars, you could see 80. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't see it, you know, 
without binoculars, but when I put the binoculars on, he's in full tilt, like half trot coming oh, down God. the road we're standing on, like mad, you know, that oh, mad, yeah. like coming to whoop a Jake decoy yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's about to run us over. Y'all yeah. get down. <laughs> we hit the deck and moved about four feet behind a big clump of Johnson grass. And they both look at me, Tripp and Levi, no face masks, no, you know, like we're not wearing camo. And they go, where? Where where is he? Where's he coming from? And I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna be right there. And I pointed, and when I pointed, his red head was about eight yards. <laughs> right there, he just stopped. He's just strolling down this road and is like, whoop, there's three humans right there. And he stood there and he looked at us and he looked this way and he looked this way and he looked this way. And I I mean I'm I had I knew it was coming fast enough that I hit my, you know, camera, you know, to video myself. I have a minute and forty two seconds of him standing there inside ten yards. Mm. Gosh, and I'm like, do not breathe, turkey. <laughs> Close your eyes. Do not look at this turkey. You know, and he just he walks off. And I keep putts a couple times and just kind of eases off through some grass. Goes about fifty yards and starts roaring. Oh, gosh. and I mean, just goes back to gobbling. Gobbles, you know, forty or fifty times. Just like, gracious. <laughs> and uh, anyways, it, it then saw another one after that and heard him gobble. I mean, it was just constant action on Friday. And so we had really high hopes going into Saturday. Saturday probably heard nine or ten different birds on the roost, which was just phenomenal. And I and I roosted Friday night. Nothing – didn't hear anything, didn't see anything. So I was a little not sure how close I was going to be. When I got – I got in there super early, 345 on Saturday morning. Had built a blind out of palm fronds and kind of had everything all set. Not in a – fly down spot, but in a place that I felt like all the birds were coming to, a lot of tracks, a lot of sign to strut during the middle, you know, middle part of the morning. And uh, I'll be dang if there wasn't a bird 250 in front of us and about 150 behind us, and both of them just hammered back and forth. And I was just like, get ready. Yep, I mean, they're going to fly to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the jungle. And uh, both of them just evaporated and disappeared. Had a hen fly down, walk right through 15 yards, so it was kind of a – it was an intense morning because you just thought at any point in time, at any moment, yeah, yeah, he's just going to show up. And um, But it got hot. We hunted till 11 o'clock. I made trip walk three and a half miles trolling, and um, we chased a bird that was gobbling a long ways off and never, never got – never interacted with him. He just gobbled on his own, and I guess we just never got close enough. He was rolling, but – Came back to the house and uh, took a short nap. Went back out about two thirty, three o'clock that afternoon, and it was ninety degrees, super hot. And I kind of, from where they had all gobbled that morning on the roost, I knew where a block of what they call a cypress dome is, and it's like a low spot that water tends to stand. You know, it was all dried up, but but it's a, just a lower spot, and so the cypress trees kind of grow in a circle around them, and and turkeys down there love to roost on a cypress dome. It's dark, so during the middle part of the day, they can stand there close to the roost tree. They feel safe. You know, it's shaded, so it's not as hot. And then those cypress trees have good limbs on them to roost on, you know. Yeah. So I'd seen that kind of in my scouting, and I'd heard three or four birds gobbling from what I consider to be one of these two cypress domes that was, I don't know, six, 700 yards away. and. There was a nice little clearing in front of it, um, and I, I told Tripp, I said, I, I feel like if we'll just go hunker down, hang tight here, we'll end up 
we'll we'll get some action this afternoon. And uh, Keelan kind of had the same plan, and so did Scott Rhodes. We all had a good a good idea of where they were roosted, and we weren't right underneath their roost tree. We were kind of in a transition zone, a couple hundred yards from the roost tree. And we uh, so we got in there, built a blind. It was so hot, bless his heart. Girk was sweating, triple sweating. And about 5.30, say it gets dark at 6.30 or sunset was 6.25, so, you know, fly-ups about 6.15. Um, about 5.30, Girk's got his hat off, no face mask on. <laughs> Trip Halford's got his hat off, no face mask on, gun laying on the ground. And uh, Trip's been yelping. I'm talking about wide open, <laughs> per cluck, per per. Cut, fly down, cackle, <laughs> tree yell, like full Monty. I mean, the whole gamut, you know, and I've kind of reached that point of just like, sure hunt, dog. Like, go ahead. You know, yeah. we're right now we're relying on the uh, sovereignty of a providentially kind God to send us a, a gobbler, not on my calling ability. And, uh, but he was having fun and that's all that matters. So yeah. about 530, uh, they kind of, he had given up calling and I could tell Gerg was about giving up. And I heard it, the wind kind of died for just a moment. And I heard that poom, poom, and it was just clear as a bell. And I could not get everybody quiet <laughs> and paying attention fast enough. Like both hands went out one to, uh, triples on my left side. Gerg was on my right side. And I was like, do not. Move. That is an unmistakable sound. Yep. He that is, you have no idea where it's coming from. Is, well, and I had given Girk the speech. I was like, they're probably not going to gobble this afternoon. We're going to have one just appear, and you're going to look up, and there's going to be a black strutter right here in our face. Like, be yep. prepared for that the entire time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No face mask, no hat. You know, <laughs> real prepared for uh, uh, But he, we had a good hide, and I mean, it's all right. But, uh, I mean, no sooner did I hear it, and I kind of reached for both of them to be like, "Do not move! This is he. It's happening right yeah. now." And I, I cut my head at Girk because, with all due respect to Girk, I knew Trip was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking over here at Girk, and, and Girk, I, I told him I was like, "If you see a turkey, just say I see a turkey. Don't point. Don't, don't do anything." Yep. Just don't whisper. Move. Yeah, yep. just like <laughs> I look up my eyes right to Gert, and he's he's pumping his hand, going <laughs> strutter, 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 <laughs> like a woodpecker tapping on him. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, put your hands down. I see him. I hear him. I, I'm aware of what is happening. Like, <laughs> he, I mean, he was oh so stoked. Awesome. The video is hilarious. The first 15 seconds of the gobbler standing there. Nothing is in focus. It's so it's like you're looking through the shower, you know, yeah. <laughs> with a frosted window. I mean, it's just flat gray. And then you can tell that Girk's like, "Oh, I need to get that focus." Yep. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he was, dude. He was hyperventilating, and uh, bird comes in, goes into strut, and just comes straight into the decoy. Trips guns laying on the ground. He gets about the decoy's about. I don't know, 15, 18 yards. Bird gets to about 25, and he's coming straight to us. So any movement that we do, he's going to see through the decoy. And I'm like, son, get your hands on your gun. Get your hands on your gun. Like, you're going to have to get your gun up. And I said, the next time he tries to go in strut, you you got to 
he wouldn't stop in like full strut. You know, he was kind of mad walking and puffed down. And and I've taught him that if you're gonna have to draw, you don't do it while he's walking. Right. You do yeah. it while he's either puffed up or half puffed up because in order for him to go back to walking, he's got to come. Yeah, he's got to drop down. And so he slipped his hands over on his gun, and uh, and I said, you're, you know, he's on my blind side, so I couldn't see what he was doing very well. But I said, uh, I said, are you, you got your hands in your gun? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, I mean, he's no face mask, no hat on at this point, okay? And I'm like, this is – there's no way this <laughs> goes well. But uh, he kind of went – he went to, you know, strut, and I said, I said, get your gun up. And he just real smooth comes up like this, and when he does – the bird just head goes straight up in the air, and I was like, I was like, that's probably it, son. You're gonna have to kill him. And he took one step, and I heard click, <laughs> just laid the hammer down, <laughs> and we went to celebrating. That's uh, awesome. And it was, man, it was super cool. And on a gazillion levels, it was cool. One, he he feels like he yelped that turkey up. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he did. Yeah. Um, but. I it's there's so much enjoyment and satisfaction in a dad as a dad in watching your kids like not only enjoy something that's like a level of enjoy you know satisfaction enjoyment of its own when they they are actually having fun but there's like a whole nother level of enjoyment when you watch them progress Mm -hmm. you know and I'm sure sports parents feel this way like when you see your kid get better at hitting a baseball or shooting a basketball or whatever but like I have watched my kid incrementally from totally inept at loading his gun and holding it to freehanding his gun where you don't have a a, a vice or a you know little mm-hmm. shooting stick or anything. I mean, he's got a adult M2 laying on the ground and goes and, you know, he's awesome. quick draws quick draws a strutter and just yeah. smokes him, you know. And uh I mean that is, I wish I could push pause and make these years last for forever. Yeah. I, I was just fixing to say that had to be cool to watch him oh, be able so to pick cool. that gun up and in one motion pull up and, and shoot he, And he, he did Because there's adults that can't do yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, we've all done that yeah. and spooked a bird. And, and missed and, him. And missed him, all that kind of stuff. And he, he did a move similar to that last year in South Carolina um, at the Invitational that was pretty slick. Like a bird popped out and he was about – I don't know, when he popped up, it was on this little terrace, and he was just 10, 15 feet from us. And he walked, actually walked away from us. He came between us and the decoy, so he had to walk away from us to get to the decoy. Well, when he popped up, Tripp's gun was kind of pointed toward the decoy, and the bird was, you know, not, you know, so he had to swing, but he he waited until the bird did right and or got in a position where he could swing, and then he swung, and when he swung, the bird stuck his head up, and he wasn't pointed at it, and he he waited until he relaxed one second, and just like he made yeah. adjustments on yeah. the fly. Yeah. And I and so last year I saw glimmers of that, and I was proud of him. But this was like next level. Yeah. I was not coaching him. I was yeah. not yeah. saying wait till he wait till he struts again. I mean, it was just like he knew what. Are your do. hands on your gun? Yes. Okay, you probably should kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and it, it, man, it's so much fun. It's, yeah. I don't it's know. Awesome. It's, I'm, I'm proud dad. <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah, figuring it out. That's and awesome. I mean, while we're on that topic, Keelan and Weston did the same thing, and Jane and Scott did the same thing. Um, all three kids killed inside 30 minutes of each other. None of us were in the game Saturday morning. We all hunted till lunch, and then 
between 515 and 545, all three killed hammers. I mean, and uh, it was a pretty strong celebration on yeah. Saturday yeah. night in <laughs> South Florida. That's what I uh, asked Irk, I said, I said, did, uh, did you get any Oreos while you are down there? <laughs> said, no, Trip didn't have any for me, and they are all stale. He had them from last turkey season. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I think it's so cool that, you know, you toast to a bird with a shot of wild turkey. Even, uh, I think it's so cool that Trip takes Oreos to the woods. <laughs> yeah. That's how he celebrates. Yeah. Like, but Girk was telling me on y'all's drive back about him freaking out when the turkey showed up, he goes, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, yeah. I know I know Spence is going to give me a hard time about it. He's like, I don't care. That was he awesome. hyperventilated. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it, you know, it's so fun and rewarding to see somebody That's right. have that feeling mm-hmm. that you, we've all had. Yes. And, and I'm not going to say you ever grow out of it or get numb to it, but the more times that you see it, the more, skilled you are at controlling how it affects you. But yeah. I vividly remember being in the presence of a gobbler strutting and inside gun range and being completely and totally paralyzed. Like, like <laughs> I can't move my gun three yeah. inches. And yeah. I mean, Girk was that full tilt paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> he went from Woody Woodpecker with his right hand telling me there was a strutter right there to complete and total <laughs> I'm not a functional human. <laughs> like, hit the record button. Girk, hit the focus Red the button. camera. Red button. That's, that's my favorite thing about taking somebody, you know, have it be turkey hunting or duck hunting, whatever. Just, you know, we get, we're so blessed to be able to see these things, you know, it seems like over and over again. And you always want it to happen one more time. But yeah. um, when you get to take somebody see it for the first time or yes. still super new to it, it just reminds you of what it was like your first time, you know, yeah. and, and reminds you like, man, this, you know, this is cool. Like yeah. not many people get to see this as yeah. often as we do. Like this, well, this just, is cool. Just like Spence said, like all of us have seen it enough times that like, I, don't get me wrong. I still come unglued when I shoot one in the face, but like, I, like you said, I've learned to control it. I've learned to, you know, not be paralyzed when he shows up, but I love watching people fall in love with it because obviously the four of us are pretty, you know, caught up in it and getting, watching people, fall in love and be in love with something that we've been in love with our entire lives is yeah it's just always fun to see cool somebody experience something that means that much to you for the yes. first time i yes. mean like it it you know it's i hope that i can show that to my wife one day i would yeah. love for right. lindy to <laughs> see the whole thing unfold you know um and 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 there's tons of people in our life like that it, but it is just really neat to see yeah. somebody experience yeah. it drink of it deep <laughs> people watch you obsess over it for years and then they do it they're like oh i get it now yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, yeah. I get it now maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not a psycho yeah <laughs> yep i went with trip last year and he he cracked me up because he was like yeah I, whenever we kill this first turkey i'm probably gonna freak out just don't judge me for it we hadn't even killed the first turkey yet the first turkey had gobbled and he's on a slate call and, like, I had to look over there and make sure he was okay because Little Trip was just making these noises. Like You're talking about Trade Show Trip? Trade or, Show Trip. My no, trip. Trade Show Trip <laughs> in Florida last year. He, he He was just sitting there up against that tree, and a, a gobbler had gobbled right at or as soon as he had a slate. And then he just started making out like this. Like, somebody squeezed the life out of him. Just, well, just uh, He just couldn't move. Like, somebody was squeezing the life out of him. I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds it, me of that meme. It's probably what you're about to say. It's the guy, and he's got, like, he's clearly a drug addict. And, and he's like, he's like, 
do it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> he's standing there, he's like just barely clothed and he's he's just, you know, frail and he's like it's like me at gobble time, you know, thirty five days. Like, do it one more time. <laughs> it's yeah. just and it was, that was the first gobble of the year that I heard that one that, that Riley's talking about. And it I mean, man, it's like that every year and I hope it's like that to him. You know, the coolest thing is Daniel and Neil and uh, Mr. Toxie still taking Mr. Fox. Like yeah. I hope I hope somebody loves me that much. No kidding. That's my new life goal. I hope that there's somebody that still loves me that much when I'm that age to dedicate their spring to taking me out there. It's incredible. Like this morning, I went on that walkabout. The first one I heard gobble this morning, I smiled and pointed and started looking around. I'm like, oh, I'm by myself. <laughs> he he's right there. He's, he's right there. Snapchat video. I hooted and pointed. I'm like, they can't see that. Yeah, the Snapchat video was just instant arm. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What'd you call it this morning? The walkabout. No, the, the this time of year. The oh, it's the most it? wonderful time of year. Yeah. Subjectively. Yeah. Yeah. You missed it, Trip. You were at home still, but I had to, <laughs> yeah. I had to still sleep. Had to clarify for Frawley, you know, we don't use superlatives like that around here. Man, it's hard because when it gets about, you know, second week of October, I'm like, man, the most wonderful time of year. It's almost here. And then most wonderful time of year is the next one up. And then the second second week of February, it's like, yep, most wonderful time of year. It's like, <laughs> it just goes back to what you what you always say, you know. Man, if you had to choose which one. You you, know? Well, how Spence said it this morning, it was the best way I've ever heard it put. Mm-hmm. Why did the good Lord not make? That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what he's always Explain it for the, for the people yeah. listening. Hey, so I did it this, yeah. this time last year yeah, on he, the podcast. He told us this morning, which... You know, I thought I listened to the podcast. I I don't remember hearing this You hadn't this heard him say that No, I had never heard. So I was listening, and he said, he was telling Squints, he said, why does the good Lord not make you choose, or why does the good Lord not allow turkeys to be gobbling while mallard ducks come through the trees in November? So you don't have to choose. Yeah, if he wanted us to choose, he'd put them in the same time of the year. Yeah. There's no reason to choose. So I'm okay with saying it's the most wonderful year. <laughs> that's right because like rob and i used to say you know i love springtime when it's the beginning of springtime yep well you know what by the time you know end of may rolls around do i want to hear another one gobble yes but do i really want to just go to the beach and take a vacation with my family and change gears into summertime yeah yeah i do and when summer like by end of august I'm Let's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm tired of sweating. I'm ready to change gears. Yeah. Like, and by the end of, you know, and then winter rolls around. It's like, this is great. And by the end of winter, <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for spring. Yep. I mean, so I just genuinely, I mean, I know I was giving you a hard time this yeah. morning because everybody has a favorite, right? right? But I don't, as a life kind of principle of life, I don't really like using superlatives. I don't like saying my f- most favorite food is a steak. Well, you know, on steak days, ribeyes are awesome. <laughs> but on chicken days, but on taco so Tuesday, with the skin and <laughs> yeah. bone on them. Yeah. I mean, not like I, you know, yep. the good Lord gave us variety for a reason, and you know, food's different colors, it's different flavors, and we yep. shouldn't have and, to pick. I and mean, I know I, I wear my parents out, you know, growing up, and it's it's a little better now that I'm over here, so I don't have to worry about me. But it just seemed like you know, in the duck season, it's like, yeah, finally, trip's gonna be around the house for a little bit, it's like. 
Yep. See y'all. Turkey season. Yep. <laughs> you know, it comes in. And then then it's time to go bass fishing. Or mm-hmm. you know, dad always was like, Man, you just need to make you just need a t shirt that says just ready for the next one. Because that's yep. all exactly. it seems like you're that's ready exactly for. Right. So whatever's up yep. next. Um I've got and a pretty I, good guess as to why the good Lord didn't make mallards come through the trees in April and May. It's because if the woods were flooded in April and May, there's snakes. So he didn't want us to have to Oh, find but snakes. they are flooded in April and May. Yeah, but that's, a whole that's what I'm thing. saying. That's what I'm saying. Where are we talking, are we talking about in Middleton, like in yeah. Nolensville? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Banded Water Show. They ain't keeping the water out. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying is like when they're flooded <laughs> they, in April and May, if you're there duck hunting, you're going to have to bring rat shot for the snakes. I and do. worry and, about that. And I know we've been kidding and, and all that, but you're about to get the barrage of the turkey purists who are going to say this is the greatest time of the year and blah, blah, blah. And it is a wonderful time of the year. I'm not diminishing that. But let's let's don't take God's good gift mm-hmm. of enjoying springtime and enjoying the woods with our friends and use it as a big leverage bar to show everybody that you're a cooler turkey hunter than everybody else. Like, man, the Bible says that all good gifts are, come directly from the hand of the good Lord and let's be thankful for them as we get them. And you know what? When turkey season's over, let's enjoy the beach in summertime and ride our duck boats around. And when that's over, let's enjoy Canada and Arkansas and go shoot ducks. And then when that's over, let's enjoy NWTF. (laughs) I mean, like, like that's the beauty of life is the cycle. You don't do anything ad nauseum. You don't do anything, you know, without end other than, you keep breathing, you yeah. know, but I mean, there's just varieties, the spice of life. And yeah. so learn to enjoy the differences. And well, about my last thing, you know, I guess would be last year, the 2022 turkey season, it just seemed like there was a lot of that. I'm this, you're that, you know, just, just kind of seemed like an animosity thing going on and like forcing teams. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a great thing. Cause you know, we saw a lot of guys, standing up for what they believe in and you know i'm on the same page with a lot of those guys but i do hope that you know this season 2023 it's not as much about what i can do and how i can do it and let's let's enjoy what god gave us yeah, you're you're right I, that is very well said trip maybe the wisest thing i've heard you say is, <laughs> like it's not this is not a content a chest beating contest to show how big and bad you are or who you're better than it's, it's that's not that's not what it was given to us for. It's so, not a yeah. measuring stick. And whether yeah. it's ducks on a log shot or a kill picture of a 200-inch deer or, you know, how, you know, you can show the world that you're the coolest, most dedicated turkey hunter on public land and blah, blah, like, like man, let's just stop. That's not what this yeah. is about. Yeah. Um, I can promise you. Mr. Fox did not move turkeys to West Point, Mississippi, so that he could show the world how much badass turkey yelper he was. Yeah. You know, I mean, he did that because just like the back of this pot says, the good that men do will long live after they're That's gone. Right. That's right. And, uh, you know, the, the woods provide an opportunity for us to build relationships and friendships and to enjoy part of God's creation that we can't in another way. And they were not given to us as a, uh, device to create, uh, you know, See who's the best. Yeah. So. Yep. It's going to be a good year. I'm I'm excited for it. It's, yeah. I'm excited man, to watch the woods wake up. Who, who who's the first turkey version that virgin that's going to punch their card this oh, spring? Mayor Drake. Over and under. Bennett's going to a zoo. I mean, last I'm gonna year I'm going to have to say Riley. 
Last year we were sitting on a tree doing, I mean, spinning around a tree like a dog on a chain with eight gobblers coming around us. I mean, it, Bennett's going to my favorite place in the world to turkey hunt. So I, My reasoning is between that and the invites that the both of us have received to Northeast Alabama. Yeah. He so, will have. So the three of y'all are voting Riles. I will vote Riles, yes. Okay. Right on. Is and, Drake going well, with y'all when y'all I, go down there? I was I, – hold yeah. on. I, we're, we're just taking over and unders. Yeah. I was not sure which direction I was going to go, but since y'all all three took Riles, I'll take Drake just because you – know, so we'll, we'll, what's the wager here? Milkshake? Sure. I'm yeah. I'm about it. And here's no, the thing. No, that's not good enough. Let's do quesadilla burger from jalapenos. Jalapenos yeah. on Taco yeah. Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> on any day of the week, but I mean – yeah. And the best way that I have it drawn up in my head is there's going to be – Bennett's going to go to Mr. Joe's farm. And you, Bennett, you do realize this is the total kiss of death. You're letting <laughs> oh, you're, you're letting trade show trip call his shot. Call my, this is it. My it's going to be yeah. – Knock on wood. Quick, you're please. not going to shoot one for the next five years because <laughs> you're letting him call you. I would stop him right yeah. now. Yeah, please. Bennett's going to have a fly-down hunt. Oh, oh gosh! And by the time he can get Ooh, enough, Spence, how many fly down hunts have you had in your can, life? Because you I can hear? count on one hand. Yeah, <laughs> this is the kiss of death right now. This, as soon as he gets enough service to call us, Drake's going to be throwing his fist in there because he got his first two. Oh, Hopefully, gosh. it happens like it's going to be April the twenty fifth, and Drake's <laughs> going to be pouting, going, "Hey, balls, can you take me to shoot turkey?" <laughs> All right, well, we need to wrap it up. Yeah, we got, we've been here for an hour and a half. <laughs> got work to do. Yeah. Well, well good appreciate y'all stopping by. At NWTF and saying what's up and yeah, hey, thanks for the support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> the, yeah, the our orders are just. I mean, it's a we're gonna have to order more boxes and more packing tape. And I mean, you guys, the support we've received from the customers. I don't know what you would call. Yeah. It. You don't call them fans, do you? But I call them I mean, friends. Just, but you know, yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unreal. I mean, it's it's been nine seriously. It's been nine, eight, nine consecutive days of shipping orders all day long, and we're running out of time. Seriously. I mean, um, Sarah cried yesterday. Oh no! I, she she made one promise to me when she came to work, and it was that she would never cry. And she had a big <laughs> tear in her eye, and I saw her. She looked away, and she was trying to make it go away because <laughs> she was like, "I can't get all the orders done." I was like, "It's okay," <laughs> but. Anyways, uh, we do really appreciate everybody that came by the booth. We appreciate everybody that supported our brand, past, present, future. Um, gosh, this is fun. Yeah. It's hard to believe we get paid to do this. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you going to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Appreciate y'all stopping by and listening in. This has been another episode of the Rolling Thunder podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. It's her. NWTF next year. Be there early. <laughs> <laughs> Motorcycle. I'm serious. Somebody texted me and said they're already in the line. <laughs> <laughs>